Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You could not listen to Robin Williams without throwing yourself into that. And I do hope wherever you're listening this morning that you have had a bit of a jig around in the seat of the car. (laughs) Safely, (laughs) safely, safely. Or a dance in the kitchen. Uh, And I am so thrilled to be joined in studio by two women I also consider great friends. Irene Warren, it's great to see you. Judy Chowers, it's great to see you. My God almighty, two more busy women and incredible shows coming up in Cork. And the two of you immersed in theatre and performance from different kind of sides of the fence in one sense really mm-hmm. I suppose Irene I know I associate you primarily with musical theatre and Judy I primarily yeah. associate you I suppose with more straight drama yeah. but both of you have sort of crossed all disciplines absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you're here to talk about two different things so Irene you're going to be telling us about the Everman yes. Panto and Judy you're going to be talking to us about A Christmas Carol at Nanonagle Place which we might actually start with that first actually yeah. because that's I was saying to you on the phone last night, oh my gosh, it's only on one weekend. That's it. It's um, it's opening Thursday and we're running till Sunday. Um, it's always a very compact run. We do four days, six performances, so two shows during the day. Um, and this is our fifth year um, of having it on. Obviously, there was the two years we missed because of the unmentionable COVID. But yeah. <laughs> um, it feels yeah. weird, doesn't it? Because Absolutely. I know this totally. year everything is kind of back to normal. Yeah. We just can't, those, those echoes are still there. We're yeah. Kind of, yeah, we are back to normal. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're trying to just not mention it, but it's, oh God, it yeah. still creeps in. But anyway, so yes, there was a little break. There was. Um, but it's fantastic. It's a fantastic, um, venue for starters. I mean, it's just, it totally lends itself and the vibe in the place is so, um, it's just so evocative of a time and obviously the acoustics are incredible and this year we have the amazing Michelle de Faubert is joining us and her knowledge of these carols is so deep that when we were in the first day of rehearsals she was kind of suggesting additional things that I didn't even know existed in the music and uh, she's put those in and they sound brilliant. So um, yeah, so we're really looking forward to putting it on and what we really love is its returns every single time. So the first year we ran it was 2017 and the place hadn't been open very long. And we had, you know, a certain demographic people, a lot of kind of ladies of a certain age and, you know, gentlemen of a certain age. And then the next year they came back with their children. And after COVID last year, they came back with their grandchildren. And our booking system, it's not 
you know, there is ones and twos, but in general, it's sixes and sevens. And it's become a multi-generational family event now. And it's become the event that a lot of people use to kick off their Christmas. And we have a saying up in Ananagal Place. When, like, when I'm up there, everybody says it's the most Christmassy place in Cork. And it is. like It's like, at the moment, they're gearing up and it'll be like a little Victorian village up there because wow. of all the Christmas markets, the music, obviously, you know, the um, gorgeous smells coming from the Good Day Deli when they're kind of... Love that place. Oh, it's glorious. And just to be there in the mix for that. And because the place is such a spiritual place anyway, you know, it's just kind of, there's a warmth that comes to people when they come and see it, you know. So I love the fact that you always meet people who are still discovering it and who have never been in, you know, to yes. the Goldie Chapel. Have I've you ever not been in? <gasps> you oh, must yeah. have I've not been up? in. Oh, you I've would love it. You would absolutely fact, love it. This is the first time I've ever heard that it exists. Really? Yeah. But so I've many people, been. yeah. It's so I funny. Think you it's so, so true, isn't so it? So much in your own bubble and life is so busy and everything is kind of, your day is so mapped out that there's very little time to go, what else is around? So uh, that's been lovely to hear. Yeah. If you, I mean, I know it's not your weekend because I know you're really busy this weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, before we, go, this weekend. before we go talking about Panto Soul, Judy, yeah, let's just remind people, Nanonagel Place is on Douglas Street. Yes. And it is the former, well, still semi-current uh, convent building complex for the Presentation Sisters, founded by Nanonagel. Absolutely. Uh, but it underwent, a number of years ago, this huge, extraordinary, multi-million redevelopment. So now there's craft shop, there's a historical uh, wing, there's exhibitions on the whole time. And the chapel is preserved as this incredible space. It's known as the Goldie Chapel. And it is a, an amazing place for concerts and they've had exhibitions there and recitals. But ye settle in there and bring a really pared down intimate storytelling with Kieran O'Leary of a Christmas carol. Yeah. And and tell the story interwoven with a solo singer this year, Michelle Fubert. Yeah. And it's just it's the simplest form of theatre, but it's the kind of theatre I enjoy myself the most. And when I was a kid, you know, there was St Martin's in the Fields in London and I would be passing with my uncle and you could hear them rehearsing around Christmas time and we would sometimes sneak in and it was always like you know carols and a bit of text and some poetry and I always had this vision in my head that I'd love to recreate that at wow. some point in Cork and I mean Kieran is amazing as Scrooge like we've been doing this version of the carol since 2012 oh. um, we did it originally for Cork City Library Services and then we brought it into Nanonagel Place and then added in the, the live music element to it. And he's incredible. I mean, we had our first rehearsal last week and I put everything down. I just stop what I'm doing and I sit there and listen to him tell us the story, like, you know. And it's it's the best, well, it's not the best form of theatre, but it is a wonderfully warm, evocative type of theatre for this time of year. You know, when you just want to close your door and... Have a nice big warm hug. It's the place to come. Be told a story. Yes. yes like literally be drawn in by yeah. someone whose voice and like your Oh yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. I have a bit of a chest thing going on at the moment and I can reach, really reach my low alto notes uh, and then take it down again another notch. So he really will envelop the audience, you know, in, in the vocal. Oh, completely. Magic. Yeah. And, and you believe yeah. every character that, co- that he, he, um, articulates, you know, it's like, it's everything. It's from Fred to Tiny Tim to Scrooge himself. And he does Scrooge exceptionally well, it must be said. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, he's just, it's the whole thing. And then, like I said, the accompaniment of Michelle de Faubert this year, 
because she has such a haunting quality to her voice that when she sings, you can almost hear there's a choir behind her, even though there isn't, but there's just this huge... Resonance. Yes, and presence to her voice. It's amazing. Like So, so looking forward to bringing it back this year. You know, the way a lot of people have sort of different traditions of, like, I'm always laughing, uh, Linda Kenny uh, and myself have this banter about lighting cinnamon candles earlier and earlier and earlier. So, like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I just can't get enough of it at this time of year. And lots of families will settle down and read the night before Christmas on yeah. Christmas Eve together. And, you know, you'll snuggle for a certain blanket for the toy yeah. show. And reading and listening to and being curled up with a, a story is, is just so special. And this is kind of one of those things that allows all generations yeah, to exactly. do it. Yeah, and, and that's the great thing about it. And I think that's why we have multi-generational families as a group now, um, as groups coming to see it every year, which is really, really lovely. Like, And they come up to Kieran afterwards and they talk to him and tell him how much they've enjoyed it. And it's just really nice that you can have that little marker to the season and that's one of the reasons we go early as well because it's um it's just a good way to you know launch your christmas come along and it's and you know it's it's just a nice experience so how um how do people book tickets for the you said you're going to be doing two shows a day from thursday on Uh, so sorry so it's it's um two shows on the saturday two shows on the sunday Ah, okay so um so it's it's opening uh thursday night at seven o'clock. Um, those tickets are pretty much gone. I think there's only about two left on the Eventbrite. Um, Friday is selling really uh, well as well. So if you want to come on the Friday or the Thursday, I would book today. Um, and then Saturday we have a show at three and seven and Sunday at three and seven as well. So, and, and it's ten- all of an, on Eventbrite. It's well. all on Eventbrite. Um, and the tickets are very reasonable as well. And we deliberately have kept them to pre COVID prices. Um, because again, we're you know it's it's an expensive time of the year, so we just wanted to make sure people could could bring as many people as they wanted to it. It's funny um, having the two of you in sitting here because, like, I'm thrilled to see the two of you. And Judy, you have brought us down to such a beautiful, peaceful, calm. Yes. Setting. <laughs> and I am the other. <laughs> Now, my ring. Oh, the chaos begins. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let's take a quick break and we'll reset ourselves then. <laughs> Quartz 96 FM and C103. The Arts House. I had to kind of um, up the music there now <laughs> just to did. kind of give us a little bit of a <laughs> uh, Because Judy Chalmers is in studio here and has kind of lulled us all into a beautiful calm sense of. <laughs> Warmth and snuggles for a Christmas carol with Kieran O'Leary and Michelle de Forbert and coziness of the Goldie Chapel in Nanonagle Place and the Christmas <laughs> markets and the cinnamon candles and we'll be enveloped in the voice. And now we're talking. Yeah, we're <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, with Irene Warren. Now, listen, you know, and lots of people probably have heard me say this to you before, um, I am just a couple of years older than Irene. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know that the first time I remember seeing Irene perform was when we were in the same caravan park and yes. Irene was maybe about yeah. nine years of age or something like that. And like so singing, dancing, <laughs> yeah. performing and entertaining everybody yeah. has just been part of you 
Absolutely. Um, I used to make them all watch me as well, which was scarier. <laughs> but we loved it. Yeah, well, I was brilliant. You did. I don't think many of the others <laughs> were a bit like, oh, here Come she goes on. again. You know? See, that's why we're here now, because we still See, appreciate still it. Here. We Absolutely. still appreciate it. Uh, which I love, actually, you know, being below in Garrettstown, I always laugh. I mean, like, if I actually put together a concert of the people who have been together in Garrettstown House, See? Irene... Linda was there. Yeah. You've Pat Flynn currently, we'll say, with a, with a band and all sorts of stuff. Carol O'Sullivan. Wow. Yeah. Uh, obviously. I mean, like, I literally would Paul Dunley. I, I have a concert gig. <laughs> you I actually have, have to say, gig. come on. Guy. <laughs> I'm not going to start doing it's the roll next call year. now. <laughs> and yourself. So, anyway, here you are. I know. How do you have time to do panto? <laughs> um, I just try and fit it all in. Oh, my God. Yeah. Scheduling. Everything has to be mapped out and I keep a daily tally of where I should be and at what time. Yeah. And then I don't think beyond that. Yeah, I'd say your Fitbit heart rate must yeah, be... Yeah, uh, I know. Like some of those measurements you just don't bother looking at. You because, don't even yeah, bother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just day by day. Everything is day by day. Because with the Performers Academy, of course, you yeah. have an entire school of students who are all, you know, performing in pantos yep. uh, themselves. They're all... I know the Performers Academy choir is singing... They're in, yeah, the they're snowman in Snowman with the next weekend. Yeah. <gasps> Amazing. I know. Yeah. It's very exciting, you know, but I think it's like when it comes to this time of year, um, you know, the fact that we are performing again, we take everything, take everything, embrace it. Um, and I love it anyway. You know, it's just part of who I am. So I don't mind. I like to be busy. You know, know? I'm just reminding people of, uh, I suppose, because it's, it's funny when I have guests on the radio who maybe were on before and you kind of assume everyone knows who this person is or isn't. So like Irene Warren listeners, lots of you will know who Irene is, but just to kind of potted history, uh, (laughs) Irene left Cork at the tender age of 18. 18. Oh, I know. Headed to the West End and uh you know had this amazing incredible relationship with Andrew Lloyd Webber and Cameron McIntosh yeah. and a West End career doing so many incredible Andrew Lloyd Webber shows on the stage and then you you know came home you're now the mother of the I most know. incredible my baby <laughs> <laughs> well he's he's in the states he's, now. yeah he's in the states so now thankfully he's coming home in 3 weeks okay not that i'm counting down no, the days much <laughs> um and he's home for 4 weeks how have things been going? Um, he's been, you know, he found a big adjustment, you know, and, and it was it was very difficult for me, I'm not going to lie. But now we've kind of found an even keel with it all. And he's so cute because he, he uh, last year I performed in the Everyman as well. And I think he was the biggest fan. He was there so many times. So he said to me yesterday, he said, you know, Mom, I arrive in Saturday morning. So I worked out that I could just drop everything and then I'll come and see the show, which is oh, just, lovely. Yeah, you know. that's kind of cool. But, yeah. you know, to be over there because of his music yeah. is just... And he loves it. Amazing. You know? now, we'll, we'll talk about him again another day and give him his own spot another time. Right now, it's Panto. Yay. Who are you playing? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm Barbie. I'm oh, the feather duster. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I love and it. And she's gorgeous. It is the year. It's the year. It's the year. Absolutely. You know, and um, it's funny. I've done so many pantos and I've kind of played anything from Principal Girl to Fairy to Baddie. But I kind of, this year, I love playing Barbie. Not necessarily being Barbie. Mm. It's not so much that. but, But what her character is, and she's full of hope. 
she's full of hope. She looks and she sees good in everybody and and I kind of think our world needs that. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I, I, I look and I think, you know, when you say to me, how do you fit it all in? I kind of go to rehearsals and I feel like the gorgeous Catherine Mann Buckley has given me permission to be a kid. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm a kid again. So then it's not work. Yes. You know, it's yes, not even work. though I know you will give it 100% uh, and, and, and everything. But like speaking of Catherine Mahan Buckley, she is just one of those. Oh, incredible. Incredible, phenomenal yeah. people in Cork and what she has done yeah. uh, for the growth of Panto and Cadda. Yeah. And, you know, her philosophy of inclusivity for Absolutely. years and years and years has just yeah. been just so wonderful and I know when I got sick first you know she was one of the first people uh, which I was really touched by who you know actually drove to the house and like you know would have offered hand over fist to do to do absolutely anything. she's Incredible. a heart of gold yeah you know a heart of gold and I think you know she has a very specific role in this obviously as director and she has to you know put the whole vision of the show first and foremost um but then if you need something or she's aware that maybe you know life is a bit tough or you might not be there today she's very kind you know and I think that's made it all the more special which is wonderful and yeah. when you come like last week we were yeah chatting with uh, Padre de Fusco who's playing yeah. of course the beast oh, <laughs> because it is beauty yes. and the beast beauty uh, and the beast oh Beauty. Barbie and the Beast has a good ring to it though, doesn't it? Thank you. <laughs> That's a yeah. panto I'd like yeah. to see. <laughs> Barbie and the Beast. Oh my gosh. The yeah. Beast dressed up as Ken would have been um quite quite a quite a fun topic. And a great crack then. Do you mean a great to- crack? Great crack. I mean, it's great fun, and obviously the, pe- the everybody's. Sh- I mean, I sit there, and I've been in this business all my life, and I still look, and I'm in awe of other people's talent. You know, I just think, oh my god, they're so talented. They're so talented. Mm. They're so young um, to be that amazing. You know, yeah. um, but I think Panto is just for me. It's a special time. I think it's for kids, but it's also for adults. It's the one time in the year where you can connect with being a kid mm-hmm. we all associate and let's face it when you're in the cast of a panto yes there's a script and yes there's songs and tunes but yeah. there's also a lot of messing <laughs> oh, not you know, me and once, not you um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you see I always imagine right that once everything is up and running and we all know where we are um, time to play no <laughs> <laughs> see this is the worst time I was just going to say I would probably get into the height of trouble so with the director I'd be oh gosh I'd be yeah. putting my okay <laughs> but you can no you can have your fun in the dressing room Right. But I think, you know, I, I get it and, and it is. And I think if if that was to take off, I probably would be the biggest culprit because I love a good mess. <laughs> but you do also have to bear in mind yeah. that there's a different audience there every day and they deserve the best show that they can see. And every show brings some a different dynamic anyway. Yes. Do you know, because audiences feed on a certain character in a different way. And, and so every show is... It's different. And the excitement you know, I know. of Panto is just something yeah. else. You know, like people, when you tell a child that they're heading to the Panto, yeah. they absolutely lose their minds. Absolutely. You know, yeah. before you've even gone in the door of the theatre, the yeah. anticipation is it's off the gorgeous. Chairs. And sometimes I remember last year I would stand on stage and I would, you know, you'd catch a child's eye in the audience and they are in awe. 
and they are buying into the story and and I think you know story is the same with Judy and, um, and, and your project coming up the importance of story the importance of bringing kids back to live theatre the importance of giving them hope you know, we live in a mm. very different world to certainly our childhood. I mean, we had a very easy, simple childhood, you know. Um, and kids don't have that anymore. And it's sad. So I think when you bring them to theatre, when you show them a story, when you say... Also, I think with, with theatre, it's sometimes they see that a certain character makes a mistake. And it's okay. It's okay to make a mistake. It's how you're now going to change. So you're, there's some lovely subliminal messages, even in a panto. It's you so know? true. It's so true. People, um, children relate in a way they because you're, you're giving it to them through story. You're giving it, yeah. I, I think you allow them to, to go on the adventure with the characters Absolutely. in a very lived way that you in, don't, yeah. that you can't do in any other form of theatre. Yeah. Totally. And I think if, you know, Anytime I would take any of the smallies that I had connections with, it was like, I dare and tell them until the day because the, the mother would just be like, would you stop? <laughs> Don't yeah. be telling them a week beforehand yeah. because like, you know, yeah. it's just like they're like rockets in the house until yeah. they get to go. Like, you know, oh, I loved it. I loved it. And I also think as well. You know, the happy ever after. Mm. I mean, why why don't we not believe in that? Yeah. Because, you know, life can be tough. We're all thrown things now and again. And, and children are growing up in that world. But you know what? There's still hope. There are. I'm, I'm a firm believer in happy ever after. I love it. Same. I am. <laughs> you know, there's oh always a good ending. And, like, obviously this last week now with uh, tech, dress, yeah. the final. I know, it's my favourite part. Inside. Really, isn't Yeah, it? I love it. When you go into the theatre and you put your your makeup on your dressing room and then the costumes start coming in. And actually, teching is my favourite part when it all comes together. Oh. You know, because there's nothing like live theatre. Yeah, there is so nothing as an audience member sitting yeah. there watching somebody perform and, you know. Become. Become. Yeah. Inhabit. Yes. You know, even if it's Barbie. <laughs> we, we just can't wait. We just <laughs> can't know, wait. So Beauty and the Beast coming to the Everman Theatre. Yeah. It's opening this week and wishing you such Thank an you amazing joy. So and to you, Judy. And, and to gorgeous Michelle. <laughs> Uh, Connor, I'm going to ask you by any chance if you can tell me is there anything coming up in the Cork Arts Theatre this week? In the Cork Arts Theatre, uh-huh. the ten by ten plays are taking woo, place woo. on Tuesday right through to Saturday. I was going to name them all off; they're very exciting, but we haven't got time. But some of them are interesting. <laughs> Sorry, the, the AI generated Irish play sounds interesting to me. The Accountant from Hell also sounds interesting. So, if you want to get a little taste of everything, go along for a tapas of theatre every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's ten plays in one evening for fifteen euro. I mean, come on, you don't get any better than that. And while I have your attention, get to Sheena Crowley's Music Centre on Thursday night so there's an exhibition opening at half past six of Tom Campbell's work as she says herself she knows so many musicians who are also artists and it's Tom's time to show what he does with his canvases and with his brushes um, also if you could get along to Handel's Messiah in Killa Church on Saturday December the 2nd at 8 o'clock and if you missed that again Mount Mallory, Mount Mallory Abbey on Sunday December the 3rd at 4pm and Handel's Messiah is also going to be taking place in the Lock Church on December the 16th. I'll give you more details of that in future programmes closer to that date. But that's a kind of a quick roundup for the end of the programme. And we'll also wish the East Cork Choral Society the very best of luck with their performances of the 
Christmas Oratorio from Bach, which is on today in St. Francis Church in Liberty Street at 8 o'clock uh, today. They're doing one parts 1 to 3 today and parts 4 to 7 in January. So they're spreading it out right over the season. That's it from us until next Sunday. We have to say thanks to Thank all you. our guests. Thank you so much. Thanks to Irene Warren and Judy Chalmers and hope you can all get your tickets and get to see Yay. everything this week. Talk to you next Sunday. <laughs> Corks 96FM and C103. The Arts House with Griffin's Potatoes. For fantastic quality and great taste guaranteed. Choose Griffin's Potatoes, Purpinks and Roosters.